0: Hello, Football Faithful. Welcome back to another episode of Weekend Wagers. I'm your host, Eric Warner, at WarnerBro24 on Twitter. I am joined, as always, by my pal Ziad, at Hammerhead on Twitter. Ziad. What's up? What's
1: up, guys?
0: Ziad, just getting back from the East Coast. How's Halifax, man?
1: So beautiful, man. I have no idea why people are so obsessed with big cities in Toronto and Halifax and the East Coast. It was so beautiful.
0: Yeah, man, I haven't been out there in a couple years, but my mom's side of the family's from out there. It's so beautiful. If you haven't been out there, you gotta go. If you like seafood, you have to have the seafood out there, but fortunately it might ruin seafood for you back home because yeah, exactly. it, it is actually that much better out there. But anyways, uh, I'm coming off a three and two week that puts my record at seven and 10 you were 500 last week two and two you're still hot 10 and six on the year um let's get right into it week uh, week four card um i like this card i'll, I'll start by saying that i i kind of have i am heavy this week i really like the card we're starting with washington at atlanta washington is currently two point favorites total in this one's 47 and a half do you have a feel on this one
1: I'll let you talk more about this one because I have a feeling you have a, a feel on this one. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'll let you go first.
0: Yeah, I. this is actually probably my favorite pick of the week. We're starting with it. I am heavy on Washington this week. They have burned me a couple times already this year, early in the year. But if this defensive line does not dominate Atlanta's offensive line, then I, my handicapping is completely wrong. You should never listen to this show again because I, I just can't see how... I can't see how Chase Young and Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen don't dominate. Atlanta's Atlanta's offensive line this week has been putrid. They're weak. I think Washington should be able to dominate on that side of the ball. And then on top of it, they're getting Curtis Samuel back on offense. I think that's gonna help this offense. It's been pretty stale. They need another weapon. Samuel can be used as a pass catcher. You can even run the ball with some jet sweeps. I just think that's something that it just, takes the load off of Gibson and McLaurin, because if those two players aren't doing it this offense isn't moving the ball right now. I think just adding that speed onto the field is a huge help for them. And I'm fading the Falcons. Matt it's Matt Ryan. Um Matt Ryan versus good defense. I'm going to fade that. Is Washington's defense good? Yo, I guess we that's seen the question. That yet. That's yeah,
1: that's the thing. That's that's what's wor- worrying me. Like young Chase Young doesn't even have a sack on the year yet and he's already 3 games in. So that's why I'm a little bit hesitant with Washington and their defense. Like we, They came into the year top five defense projected, and they've looked awful. They're 31st in total yardage against 29th in points allowed. They're giving up 31 points per game, man. So, like, I I, 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 I hear what you're saying. The battle of the trenches definitely goes to Washington, but we just got to see Young, Sweat, and Allen dominate.
0: Yeah. I I agree and it, that's what I'm saying if they don't do it this game I'm done with Washington. I will never bet them again. But I also think it's the fact that they are 1 and 2 but their one win was kind of fluky against the Giants like they're I I think we'll see a desperate Washington team in this game. Like they they've they saw how good Dallas looked on Monday night. They know, "Hey, if we we go to 1 and 3 here, the division it's it looks far away." So I think I think you're going to see a hungry Hungry team that was embarrassed last week. I like taking well-coached teams off embarrassing losses. They were embarrassed. Yeah, I still a, like Ron. I like Ron Rivera. And just a side note on this, I've already, I locked this pick in earlier in the week at minus one. I got it at minus one, minus one ten. Currently, the line moved to minus two. I would still pay the juice and buy the point. Take the minus one. It's currently sitting at minus one twenty three. I like that more than the minus two, but. Yeah, minus, I mean, minus two sitting at minus 103. So, whatever you
1: prefer. I just don't know if Heineke has enough to 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 win pro games. Like, his QB rating has dropped every week. His interception total has gone up every week. So, I just don't know if, if Washington and Heineke have enough to get even by the Falcons. So, it's a stay away from me. But, all right. It seems Sounds like good. you're. Uh, yeah, you're that's my favorite pick of the week. Yeah,
0: but. Anyways, moving on to probably my least favorite game of the week. I won't be touching anything close to this. Houston's going into Buffalo. Spread has risen to 17 now. A three-score spread. This is the highest spread we've seen so far this year. Total set at 47 in this one. Um, No major injuries in this one. All I got for this one is this is my survivor pick. Don't overthink it. How about you?
1: I think Buffalo looks really good this game and can cover the 17 points like i just don't think houston has enough to score more than two touchdowns and i think buffalo is going to score 30 points the last couple weeks buffalo's shown how how many points they can put up on the board and they've shown on defensively how how they can stop teams so i i really like buffalo here at minus 17 there's some stats too that just back it up like the texans are one in six against the spread in their last seven games on turf Bulls are Sorry, the Bills are 4-0 against the spread versus a team with a losing record. The Bills are 8-1 against the spread in their last nine games after scoring 30 points in their previous. There's just so much that points to the Bills, and I just don't see Houston doing enough to to even hang at all. 17 points seems a lot, but three touchdowns? How, how much is it really?
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And with Davis Mills, he looked really... He looked really weak last week. I I could see the Bills defense smothering him. The only seventeen points, the only thing that keeps me away is it it's just like one fluky kick return touchdown, and one fluky batted ball for a pick six. It just it makes it harder to cover seventeen. But you're right, Buffalo Buffalo's offense should have no problem putting up points in this game.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning Buffalo, but it's not gonna make the card.
0: It's not on the card, okay. But yeah, you're leaning Buffalo. Sounds good. Next one on to Chicago. Detroit's coming into Soldier Field. Bears are 3-point favorites. Eddie Goldman is back for the Bears. The Trey Flowers is out for Detroit. That's their probably their best defensive lineman. Um and Bears are doing some I don't know if I've ever seen this in the NFL. The Bears are saying that their quarterback is a game time decision.
1: And it could be one of three quarterbacks. <laughs>
0: No idea who's playing quarterback for the Bears. No idea. I don't really have a feel on this one. Where are you going?
1: I like Detroit in this spot. I just think Chicago's in shambles, and Matt Nagy doesn't have much time left, I don't think, this year. Uh, Like, the, the Bears' offensive line struggled so much last week. They were sacked nine times. I understand Justin Fields kind of created a lot of those sacks, but he was sacked nine times and got hit 15 times. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I, I think... The bills, uh, sorry, the bears are just a mess, and uh, their offense is abysmal. They're thirty second in total yards, hundred and ninety a game, thirty first in points scored. Uh, they rush the ball okay, um, but that's because David Montgomery's been playing at a very, very high level.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can't bet on Chicago. That's obvious, especially after putting up one yard of off of passing offense. I. You can't do it. But I do think that this spread is a little bit of an overreaction. Um, The look ahead last week, Chicago was favored by six and a half in this game. Detroit did play well against Baltimore. I think that was a bad spot for Baltimore. Bears off an embarrassing loss like that. They have to be better. And I still think Detroit is no good. They've looked, they've been competitive but I just don't I, I don't see the talent on their roster. If DeAndre Swift isn't moving the ball and with Eddie Goldman back, that's their be, Bears best run stuffer. I don't I see this being a low scoring game. The total at 41 doesn't intrigue me. That's a low total. but I just, I just think this is gonna be a sloppy game and I think the Bears defense is the best unit on the field and they're gonna win the game.
1: So just a little nugget that I got here. underdogs of three points or less are 11-6 against the spread, a 69% rate. And all 11 covers have ended up in the underdog winning the game outright. So this is one of those spots where the Lions at plus 3 fit. Um, And this one's going to make my card. I'm going to put Detroit at plus 3 on my card. I was just impressed by them last week, man. They played pretty good defensively. Offensively, they weren't so great against a pretty bad Ravens. Uh, defense, secondary. Um, But I'm going to go with uh, Jared Goff and uh, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. right, sounds good. Lions at plus three.
0: Hopefully biting off some kneecaps. Um, Alrighty, next game on the card would be the Carolina Panthers going into Dallas. Dallas is minus five right now on the point spread. Totals 51.5. I think this is the best game in the one o'clock slate. This is kind of a prove-it game for both teams both teams have looked good Carolina will be without Christian McCaffrey do you have a feel on this one
1: yeah so I'm actually gonna put Dallas at minus sorry what was the number did currently you currently it's up?
0: minus five
1: yeah that's the number I had too so I'm gonna take Dallas at minus five I just think their offense offense has been unreal so far this year Dak looks amazing returning back returning from his injury they're a top five offense they're 5th uh, in total yardage, 6th in points scored 4th in rushing with Tony Pollard and Zeke just an unreal duo right now and 10th in passing yards but they're scoring so much and moving the ball so easily um, that I think they come out with at least a touchdown win here especially with Carolina's injuries JC Horan broke his foot last week so he's out for the season Christian McCaffrey's out it's going to be uh, Sam darnold's first game without him and obviously when you have cmc and you have that security blanket every play so we'll see if carolina will be able to you know to hang in dallas um but -hmm. yeah i'm going dallas
0: yeah i i don't mind that pick i i'm probably leaning dallas minus five i i'm not touching this game i What's scaring me from Dallas is that I think Carolina has a distinct coaching advantage in this game with Matt Rule over Mike McCarthy. Rule also has extra days to prepare coming off the Thursday nighter. That's what's keeping me away. But if Dallas controls the ball with their run game, they they should be able to win this game easily but
1: carolina's defense has been really 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 good but they just haven't they haven't played, played exactly this good was, offenses yet this so. is
0: by far the toughest test for this carolina um defense so that's why i'm i'm looking forward to watching this game it's this kind of a prove-it game for me because i also want to see dallas's offense versus a better defense dallas's well.
1: offensive line has been a lot better too and carolina leads the league in sacks but i think dallas will be able to protect Dak, and then Dak will be able to move the ball downfield like he hasn't has been in three weeks. Another thing too, the favorite is four zero against the spread in these uh, teams' last four meetings. So I'm comfortable taking Dallas at minus five here. I think they win by at least a card? touchdown. Yep, that's uh, the second one on my card.
0: Nice. Alrighty, I forgot to mention earlier that all these odds and all these point spreads and totals are brought to you by Coolbet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use deposit code DOINK for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at cool Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at at CoolBetCanada. CoolBet, stay cool and bet responsibly.
1: Just one more thing I wanted to add to that game that... Uh, Trevon Diggs has looked unreal for yeah, Dallas so far
0: cool. and cornerback was a big issue for this team last year if he establishes himself as a true number one corner that that that's a game changer
1: played Lockdown D on DJ Moore it's going to be Sam Darnold to maybe Robbie Anderson and they also lost Dan Arnold too who yeah. Sam Darnold looked pretty comfortable throwing the ball to I'm kind of happy he's gone because that is so hard to say <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that's a good point i didn't even think of that but yeah um yeah that i'm just really looking forward to watching that game i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be a great game moving on to the next game on the card would be indianapolis going into miami miami is a two and a half point favorite in this game i'm not i just don't understand this line maybe it's because of the injuries Indianapolis will be down Braden Smith and Quinton Nelson on the offensive line and Pay on the defensive line. But can Miami's pass rush take advantage of the of an injured Indianapolis O-line? I don't think they can. I have Indianapolis plus 2.5 on my card. I think you're going to see a really desperate Indianapolis team. They're 0-3. 0-4 kind of feels like a nail-in-the-coffin type situation. And I haven't been impressed with Miami. They covered for me last week, which I'm thankful for, but their offensive line sucks. Like this unit is brutal. No wonder two has broken ribs already. He like I I can't bet on the this offensive line. And I think DeForest Buckner is in for a big one. I think it's this Indianapolis Colts defense, they're led by DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard. Those two guys are not gonna let this team go to 0-4. I'm I'm on the Colts. two and a half lock it in
1: they haven't been themselves this year though the Colts defense we thought would be much Mm -hmm. better Darius Leonard has not looked good
0: but do you think Miami's offense can take advantage
1: the thing is I don't think Miami is as bad as people think and like we've mentioned in the previous podcast Jacoby Brissett isn't too much of a a, you know level change from two I think he might actually lateral he or or he might actually be a little bit better in this system like you said, their offensive line is in shambles. They they can't protect the quarterback. But I think the Miami defense could get to Wentz without Quinton Nelson and uh, the offensive line injuries. And Wentz with two hurt ankles, he can't mm-hmm. really get out of the pocket. Like, he didn't rush last week at all. So if Miami blitzes and gets to Wentz, he's not going to have any time to scramble and find anyone. So I'm, I'm staying away from this one. But... I'm just not convinced that Indianapolis is is a good football team this year And I think they might even be throwing the white flag in already.
0: Yeah, they've they've had a tough schedule out of the gate They've played some good teams. I Just don't I don't think Miami has the trenches offensive line or defensive line to take advantage in this game like Also throw in Miami played a full extra quarter last week on the West Coast returning to the East Coast I don't think it's a great spot Although they're coming off a loss, they should be desperate too. I just I'm going with the desperation factor of Indianapolis being 0 and 3. I, I like Frank Reich. I think he's a good coach. I think he's going to play into that desperation factor and it's do or die here for the Colts, so I'm taking them.
1: All right, yeah, we'll see. This one this this game will speak a lot on both teams. So we'll learn a lot about both the Colts and Dolphins after this one.
0: I agree. Cleveland is heading into Minnesota. Cleveland is currently favored by one and a half. Total in this one is 51 and a half. Um, Injuries in this one, Dalvin Cook is still questionable. Jedrick Wills and JC Treader haven't practiced and are listed as questionable, but two weeks in a row both those guys haven't practiced and have played. So I'm going to assume for a third straight week those two guys will play and Cleveland's offensive line will be intact. Do you have a play on
1: this game? This game is going to be really fun to watch. I'm actually really excited to watch this one because it's another game where I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams. Minnesota uh, was my pick last week in that cornered animal type scenario going uh, being 0-2 and needing a win, so... I don't, I'm not too sure if Minnesota will back up that performance with another unreal home performance, but the Vikings under Mike Zimmer are so good at home, so it's tough to go against them. I like the Browns, though. It's a lean. If I if I was to lean one way, I'm leaning the Browns. Their rushing attack is just so good with that duo of Chubb and Hunch just so good, and it's tough for teams to stop, and Minnesota's Defense I don't think will be able to to stop the Browns' um dynamic offense. Like yeah. um,
0: I I'm locking in Cleveland on my card. I have him I think that this is by far the toughest defense Kirk Cousins will have played this year. Kirk Cousins is getting a ton of love this year. His numbers are great. Let's see it against a good defense. That's the story of Kirk Cousins' career, in my opinion. If he's playing a bad defense. Take Kirk. That's it's a good look when he's playing a good or above average defense. Fade Kirk, he can't get it done against superior defenses. This Cleveland Browns defense, I have a feeling at the end of the year, we're going to be talking about them as the best defense in the NFL. Their secondary is lights out right now with Denzel Ward healthy, and then their pass rush is terrific. Rookie Jeremiah Ousu Karawa has looked great too as a linebacker, which was their biggest weakness last year. I love this unit. I think the spread is too low. I think Cleveland should be favored by more than three in this game. So getting them at one and a half, I really like. I'm taking Cleveland.
1: Yeah, it's a good pick, man. Garrett looked uh, Miles Garrett looked really good last week. Four and a half sacks. Clowney even looked good with a couple sacks last week, even though it was against the Bears. Um, but I, I I like this I like this play.
0: Yeah, Minnesota's offensive line isn't anything to write home about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Um, another game that will be on my card. The New York Giants are going into New Orleans first game this year at the Superdome. New Orleans minus seven. Total in this one's forty-one and a half. Who do you have here? Or sorry, injuries in this one. Saints are going to be down two of their best offensive linemen, Teron Armstead and Eric McCoy. Wide receivers for the Giants will be out. Slayton and Shepard? Slayton and Shepard are both out for wide receivers for the Giants. Who do you have here?
1: This one's not going to make my card just because I don't trust Jameis Winston right now. Um, Even though the Giants look pretty bad on both sides of the ball. I'm I'm gonna stay away from this one, but if I was to lean one way, I would lean New Orleans going back home to the Superdome, uh, playing a Giants team that are def- depleted offensively, and the New Orleans defense has looked really really good through three weeks. They're pretty much a top five defense, um, and I think that the Giants offense won't have enough to hang in the Superdome. So the New Orleans crowd you definitely know they're gonna be going nuts They they miss their team they can't wait for them to get home so I would if I was to go one way I'd lean Saints um, but yeah I guess let's let's hear your rebuttal
0: I'm going Giants I think that the spread is an overreaction Giants have not looked good don't get me wrong but plus seven I'm gonna take that I don't think Jameis Winston should be favored by a touchdown over anyone in this league He's inconsistent. He hasn't thrown for over 200 yards yet this year, I don't think. Or maybe he did once, but...
1: No, I don't think he has. They only average 113 yards in the air a game.
0: Exactly. And I think James Bradbury should take away Callaway. And I like this New York Giants interior of their defensive line. Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence are going to be going up against backup center for the Saints. I think that's a plus matchup there. And I just I think again I'm going with the desperation factor here. An 0-3 team, the New York Giants. I think that they're gonna be hungry. And I'm going with my theory as well. The New Orleans Saints have been away for a month. They're getting home. There is a million things you gotta do when you're away for a month. You're not focused on football. Throw in it. You're facing the Giants, seven-point favorites. I think it's a look-ahead spot for the Saints. They're not gonna take the Giants seriously, and the Giants better be. It's This is it for the Giants. They're 0-3. Again, nail in the coffin if you go 0-4. I think it's a desperation factor. I'm going Giants plus 7.
1: I think the New Orleans players are going to be so psyched to be playing at home in front of their home crowd for the first time this year. So I don't really buy that they're going home and got so much to worry about. Let's give them a little bit more credit. They're professional football players.
0: All right. I actually, I'm tempted to go New York Giants money line, to be honest, in this one. I just think this is a letdown spot for the Saints. I caution people in Survivor to stay away from the Saints this week.
1: All right, let's see.
0: Another New York team, the New York Jets, they're actually at home this week. The Titans are coming in as six point favorites. Total in this one is 44.5. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are out offensively for the Titans. Also, defensively, Bud Dupree and Caleb Farley are out for the Titans. They're coming in banged up to this one. Jets are relatively healthy. Do you have a lean here?
1: I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm putting the Jets on my card. I'm actually really excited about this game. I think the Jets can win outright. Tennessee, like you said, missing a lot of key players. Their go-to guy on offense, obviously Derrick Henry. But other than that, the wideouts is going to be Westbrook. Akeen it's hard to even say his last name no one really knows who he is but Tannehill does uh he he said that he does feel comfortable um with Westbrook Akeen out there but I just really think the Jets this is the spot for the Jets they're gonna be at home I think their crowd's gonna get behind them the best part of the Jets defense which has been pretty good this year Okay, which has been adequate this year well, but their rush defense I was, has been, that is
0: exactly what I was going to say the defense as a whole has been poor but the rush defense has been above average
1: and what Tennessee is obviously going to do is run Henry 30-35 times this this game so <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this but I'm putting the Jets on my card I'm, I'm actually excited for Zach Wilson to have a little bit more time in the pocket to show us what he can do find some wide receivers and get the running game going a bit against this very bad Tennessee defense. So yeah, let's go Jets.
0: I'm with you. I have Jets on my card. I can't believe I'm doing this. I have both New York teams on my card this week. Zach Wilson has not looked good, but in back-to-back weeks, he's gone up against Bill Belichick and Vic Fangio. This Titans defense is going to look like a college defense compared to those two defenses that he's gone up to. I think... I think he's gonna have success moving the ball through the air. This Titans secondary is a joke, and they're lo- they're missing Farley, one of their better cornerbacks. Janoris Jenkins has looked washed. Bud Dupree being out, I think the Jets offensive line can hold up. And I'm not sh- I'm not sure about money line on this one, but I love the plus six. I think this is a close game that goes down to the wire. So getting the plus six, I'm I'm in. It's on my card as well.
1: Yeah, and Tennessee's really, really struggled in first halves this year. So if the Jets can get out, get a lead, Tennessee might have trouble coming back. Exactly, yeah. They're going to have to throw the ball a bit, and they don't have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. Yeah, that's a good look. We'll see there, but yeah, you've mentioned Wilson has struggled, and he's throwing an unbelievable 7% interception rate. That's got to regress to the mean. He's not going to be as bad as... He's been through three weeks all year. At least I don't think so.
0: Yeah, he's, I mean, he's faced good defenses, right? Right, like, that's another is... thing too.
1: They played really good defenses.
0: Yeah, Carolina, Denver, and New England. So this is, uh, and we know what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. So this is by far his easiest matchup. And again, I, I my narrative this week, I think, is the 0-3 teams. I just think desperation comes in when you're 0-3, but... Moving on to another team that surprisingly should be desperate as well. The 1-2 Kansas City Chiefs are p- playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Chiefs come in as 7-point favorites. Total is 54.5. Eagles O-line, stop me if you've heard this before. Their O-line is in shambles. G- Jordan Maialata is out. Isaac Sayomolo is lost for the year. Brandon Brooks is still on IR. So they're down 3 offensive linemen already. Do you have a feel on this one?
1: It's so tough because Kansas you just don't see Kansas City losing this game. But their defense is just so bad. They can't stop the other teams' offenses from moving the sticks. So it's so so hard to take Kansas City. But then again, like you mentioned, the Philadelphia Eagles offensive lines in shambles. And it's just as hard to take them. So this one's a stay away for me. It's gonna be a fun watch. It's always fun watching Mahomes and the Chiefs play. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a stay away for me.
0: This one's on my card as well. I'm going Kansas City Chiefs minus 7. I I feel bad for the Eagles. Like Mahomes off two straight losses. That's got to be the worst spot possible for the Eagles. Throwing Andy Reid coming back to Philly. I think he's going to want to put on a show, run up the score. Tra- how how are the Philadelphia Eagles going to stop Travis Kelsey in this game? The Eagles have an awful linebacking core. Travis Kelsey should go off in this game. I like all of his props. His touchdown is minus 175, so I don't recommend taking that. I might actually take him to get two touchdowns. That's not up on CoolBet yet, but I'll be looking for that closer to Sunday. And I don't... I, you said KC's defense has looked bad. That's right, but I don't, I don't know if Jalen Hurts can go up and down the field because I'm... I'm penciling in the Chiefs here for 30 to 40 points. Can can Jalen Hurts put up 30 in this game?
1: I don't see it. They're averaging 32 points per game against, so but I but then again, you're right. I don't really see him putting up 30 points. Is Nick
0: Sirianni going to give Miles Sanders more than two carries this week? He better, but I still don't I without my rule for the eagles right now is when their offensive line is healthy take them when their offensive line is banged up fade them and i i we saw we saw dallas get pressure on jalen hurts quite consistently monday night dallas's defensive line without demarcus lawrence doesn't really scare me i think chris jones should be able to get pressure eagles all lines banged up i don't think hurts can hang with mahomes And Mahomes off two straight losses. You're not going to get this opportunity very often. How often in his career is Mahomes going to lose two straight games? Take the opportunity while it's there. Give me Chiefs minus seven. And that's it for the 1pm card. The 4pm card is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders, and below the waist grooming. They want you to shave their pews with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers, the brand new lawnmower 4.0. Only goat technology for the greatest balls of all time. When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust them, so join the movement with our exclusive offer. Grab the Grab the performance package 4.0 and you'll find the brand new lawnmower. The Weed Whacker, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and two free gifts, the Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code DOINK. Take your ball defense to the promised land. Alrighty, on to the 4 p.m. games, and oh my goodness, are the 4 p.m. games loaded this week. I, I These are the best games of the week. First off, we got Arizona going into LA. Rams are four and a half point favorites. Total in this one set at four, 54 and a half. That's a high total. Two electric
1: offenses.
0: Both teams coming in relatively healthy. Do you have a feel on this one?
1: Kyler Murray's been absolutely unbelievable to start the season. He's throwing at a 76% completion rate. Second amongst QBs with at least 100 attempts. And he's third in passing yards. He has so many different offensive weapons that he's been going to. Uh, their offense has been putting up points easily. But I'm going with the LA Rams at home. Beautiful SoFi Stadium. To take care of Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals. The Rams minus four are making my card. The Rams... The Cardinals just ha- don't play the Rams well. The Cardinals are 0-4 against the spread in their last four in the NFC West, Cardinals are 0-5 against the spread versus a team with a winning record. The Cards are 0-7 against the spread against the Rams in their last seven meetings. And the favorite is 9-1-1 against the spread in their last 11 meetings. So much points towards Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup connection. And I'm going Rams minus four.
0: It's four and a half currently. Um... Maybe closer to the th- We'll give you minus 4 We'll buy you a point I think it's going to be Like minus 125 Minus 130 juice But I would buy That half point as well um, Yeah you said it uh, Sean McVay I actually believe It's 8-0 Sean McVay In his career Against Arizona Straight up And against the spread He has dominated them
1: Yeah he dominates Cliff Kingsbury Yeah It's such a coaching disadvantage for, for the it Cardinals is. in this matchup and also
0: I think so much of what Arizona's offense does is with DeAndre Hopkins winning one-on-one matchups Jalen Ramsey what the Rams defense is about is him winning those one-on-one matchups so it's I really think if is gonna move the ball Hopkins has to win that matchup and I'm taking Ramsey there throughout his career Ramsey has had success against Hopkins He's physical. Hopkins doesn't really like that physical style of corner. I'm going with the Rams as well. It's not on my card. I'm leaning that way. But I'm with you. And the Rams just look so good. Matt Stafford, he looks amazing. Cooper Cup looks amazing. This offense is clicking. Yeah. And and Rams have a great offensive line. I don't see J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones having much uh success getting pressure so yeah i'm I'm talking myself into rams here but i'm more just excited to watch this game it's not on my card i already have too much on my card um yeah,
1: yeah this is one of my strongest plays though i'm i, I just don't think the Cardinals secondary is going to be able to stop cooper cup who leads the league with 367 receiving yards through three games he's averaging 122 yards per game he has 25 receptions and 174 yards after the catch
0: yeah, just silly, silly this year for Cooper Cup. And he was like a fourth round pick in fantasy drafts, right? Yeah, like, whoever
1: has Cooper Cup right now in fantasy has done pretty well through three weeks because he's I agree. not even their wide receiver one.
0: Yeah. Next game on the card, another doozy. Seattle is going into San Francisco. San Francisco is currently two and a half point favorites. The total's 51. Late yesterday, Tyler Lockett and George Kittle both popped up as questionable on the injury report. So if you're betting this one, you might want to wait till Sunday uh, closer to game time to see if those guys are active. But also, San Francisco's secondary is banged up. Cornerbacks, Josh Norman and Quan Williams are out. We already know Jason Verrett's been out or lost for the season. So secondary in San Francisco is really banged up. Hopefully Lockett can play to take advantage of that. But I, I'm staying away from this one. I, I think this spread is right where it should be. It's going to be a good game. Do you have a feel on this one?
1: No, I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be really close, and it's going to be a fun game to watch. But it's not one where you can kind of lean either way. It's it's so up in the air. The Seahawks' defense has been abysmal. Awful.
0: They're paying What they're paying Jamal Adams to just be a run-stuffing safety is embarrassing. They have asked Jamal Adams to drop into coverage 7 times this season. They've completed 6 passes against him. He like what they're paying Jamal they're paying Jamal Adams to just be a blitzing run stuffing safety and they gave up two first round picks for him. It was it was an absolute joke of a move. They made a mistake, but also on that being said, this is another opportunity Russell Wilson's lost two games in a row. How often do you get that opportunity to bet Russell Wilson off two straight losses? If I had any faith in the Seattle defense, I would play that angle and take Seattle. But like you said, I, this Seattle defense is abysmal. I'm not. I'm not trusting them. So stay away from me.
1: Like they can't stop the run at all. They're giving yeah. up 160 yards uh, per game on the ground. But San Fran has so many injuries at the running back position. It's do you think Trey Sermon can actually take advantage of that? Even though San Fran does so well at, at creating, sch- yeah. yeah, with their schemes at creating rushing yards and creating avenues for whoever it is to get through and 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 rack up the rushing yards. But yeah, this one's just so tough. I I just kind of feel like the Seahawks are losing their magic. Like the whole Pete Carroll, Russ Wilson magic is. It just seems like it's fading.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I do, I, I just got a gut feeling, this, doesn't this just kind of feel like the game Russell Wilson wins though, you know, losing two in a row, but th- like we said, this defense, I'm not putting money on that defense. Anyways, moving on to your Ravens, what a doozy of a game here as well, Ravens are minus one going into mile high, taking on the Broncos, total set at 44 and a half. really big prove it game for the Broncos, it's been well documented that they're 3-0, and but pl- teams that they've played are 0 and 9 Ronnie Stanley and Derek Wolf are still out for the Ravens, that hurts their trenches the list of questionable players for the Ravens is just a mile long, I'm not going to read them, they're banged up, Lamar Jackson is still on that list as well, I expect him to play,
1: he'll be playing
0: yeah, Broncos are down a guard Graham now, he's out do you have a feel on this one?
1: This is a game that obviously I'm excited to watch, being my Ravens, but it's a game that I don't need to bet. Got enough on them already, being my team, that I just want to see them go into mile high and come out with the win, but this is going to be a very, very, very tough game. Like, Lamar Jackson has carried the Ravens on his back through three weeks. Lamar Jackson's fourth in the league in rushing yards with 256 through three weeks. He's a quarterback, and he's fourth. He's also their running back. <laughs> they don't have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they do use a variety of different guys. Like Tyson Williams gets a few rushes, even though he didn't do much last week. Latavius Murray's been getting a few rushes. But Lamar's averaging 7.7 yards per carry. So yeah. why not rush him when no one can stop him? I
0: agree. I, I think Denver might actually be the team to stop them or stop Lamar specifically because they're so deep in the secondary they can afford to play an extra defensive back which yeah
1: I totally kind, understand that
0: kind of has been the recipe to stop or not stopping Lamar but slowing him down is just getting more speed on the field. I think Broncos might have the sorry for the pun the horses to slow that slow him down. <laughs> but I'm staying away from this one. I think it's going to be a great game. Denver's a team I was high on coming into the year. I want to see them prove that they can beat a good team. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to watching this game, but I won't be betting on it either.
1: Yeah, Denver defensively is top five. They're second, uh, in defending the rush. So the Ravens are going to have a tough time in Denver, especially with the altitude, um,
0: I just want to see if Justin Tucker can kick a seventy-yarder. <laughs> <laughs> if he had yeah.
1: in Denver, if, it's
0: supposed to be warm as well, which will help. <laughs> if he gets some wind, it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him hitting a seventy-yarder.
1: Yeah, I just hope we don't need him to kick those type <laughs> right field goals yeah. anymore. But but then again, Denver just hasn't played good competition yet. They've played the Jets, the Giants, and the Jags.
0: Yeah, 0-9, so, but they have beaten those teams handily right right? yeah they're only giving up like
1: nine points
0: per game yeah so that's why i'm just that's why i'm really looking forward to seeing if den this is a prove it game for denver um see what they're all about moving on to another pretty good game at the 4 p.m slate just loaded like i said the steelers are going into lambeau field the packers are six and a half point favorites total for this one's 45 and a half tj watt is back in the lineup for the steelers Marquez Valdez-Scantling was put on IR for the Packers, and their tackle Jenkins is doubtful. Do you have a feel on this one?
1: No, this is one of the games that I'm not as excited to watch in the 4 o'clock slate. There are so many other games that I'd rather watch in the late afternoon one. I think Pittsburgh is just... Big Ben's done, man. He's done. So done. They really, really need to start planning for their future because he has nothing left in his arm. His main target last week was Najee Harris in the backfield. He threw him
0: the ball 16 times.
1: That's insane. That's crazy. It's insane to a running back. Checkdown,
0: checkdown, checkdown.
1: Their offensive line's so bad, too, though, that he doesn't really have time. He gets the ball out really fast. They throw it 50 times a game. They don't run. They're the worst rushing team in the league. But they do get Juju back. Chase Claypool should play. Deontay Johnson's back. So, they have the weapons. And I'm just so... Ugh, watching Packers play, watching Aaron Rodgers play. Like it's it's just seems so dramatic every week with them. So I'm I'm this is one of the games that I'm not really excited for. It could go either way if you think about it, six and a half points. So it's a lot of points for the Packers to to cover. And TJ Watt should play, right?
0: He's back, yeah, he's playing. I'm still going Packers minus six and a half. It's on my card. I think if you took this Pittsburgh Steelers roster and remove the Steelers emblem just put a blank Elm emblem on this team and this spread would be over 10 like I still think there's this Steelers narrative that they're a decent team Big Ben is the worst quarterback in the NFL right now and I don't think it's close he is 32nd in the NFL he is that bad he can't throw the ball more than 10 yards and his offensive line can't give him time to let his wide receivers even get over 10 yards when you're throwing the ball to your running back 16 times, that is scary. This team cannot move the ball whatsoever. Packers have the secondary to take care of the wide receivers of Pittsburgh. And Aaron Rodgers and DeVonte Adams are clicking right now. I think they move the ball. I don't think the Steelers secondary is very good. I think they have a good front 7, but I still think their secondary is weak. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to exploit that. So I, I think the spread is way too low. Six and a half doesn't scare me at all. I, I got Packers. I'm locking it in. On to the game of the week. What everybody's been looking forward to. I believe I saw somewhere on Twitter that this is the most bet game in NFL history currently already. Like this is this game has been bet more than the Super Bowl and over 95% of money is coming in on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is minus seven, going into Foxborough. Foxborough. Total for this one's 49 and a half. Jamel Dean is out for the Bucs. Gronk is doubtful. JPP is questionable, so Bucs are a little banged up. Patriots are coming in relatively healthy. Do you have a
1: feel on this one? Yeah, actually, Grump didn't even make the trip to New England. So, so he's is, out. This is just a Brady reunion. We, yeah. And and I'm like, we're gonna hear that storyline for the next couple of days leading up to the game, and I'm I, like, you said everyone, everyone is on the bus.
0: Ninety. I've never seen ninety-five percent of money on one team like this, and the line hasn't moved, which is so sketchy. Right, like, whenever, whenever is Vegas happens. is Vegas giving us a freebie here? Like. Why is this line not moving?
1: People are just going to find it really tough to put their money on Mac Jones. Even though the Tampa defense, the secondary story, is awful. They're 32nd in the league. They give up 340 yards in the air.
0: I think that yards per game number is a little inflated just because teams aren't even bothering running the ball. They're not. They're also... The yards per game is way up, but I also think the pass attempts per game against the Bucs is really high. Yeah,
1: you got to throw against the Bucks because they're putting up points, so you got to catch them and throw the ball. And running something.
0: against running against Vita Vea and Adama Kansu is just pointless. You're like if you want one yard, two yards, do it. But I. I have no feel on this game. I'm staying away. I I just am so confused why the spread isn't rising. I was hoping to get more value with the Patriots at like an eight and a half type number, but why is this why is this line not moving? I don't trust Mac Jones to take advantage of the depleted secondary. If I had faith in Mac Jones throwing the ball over ten to twenty yards, I would take the Patriots, but I don't have faith in that. And Brady like. Brady's been game planning for this game all year, like all off season. He was, he had this game circled, obviously, but so did Bill Belichick. I don't know who has the advantage there, but I think Brady's gonna, he's gonna want to win this one and he's gonna want to win it big. He's gonna want to make a statement. I'm just looking forward to watching this game. I'm looking forward to seeing the end of the game. Do they hug? Is there a handshake? I'm I'm probably I don't staying care about away. That stuff, <laughs> yeah,
1: but I'm just I think it might be emotional for Brady to go back into New England. Like I, think it's it, got to be. It's got to be. It might be a tough first half for him. Like the first couple drives, if he's not clicking, he can get into his own head, and the Patriots, like a lot of a lot of the time, the public, the average football fan is just so obsessed with offense all the time. And what got me on the Ravens back in the day was how good their defense was the New England Patriots defense is really good they could cause problems for Tom Brady in his return of Foxborough and talking about the who has the advantage Belichick or Brady Belichick coached the guy for multiple years I think Belichick knows Tom inside and out and he's gonna set up his defense in a way to take away Tom's strengths maybe force Tampa Bay to rush the ball a little bit more. Who knows? So, I'm leaning the Patriots. Not going to put them on my card. But as you said, 95% of the money on one side, You, it's crazy to put your money on that side.
0: I agree. Like hey, that, But that's why I'm so confused why Vegas hasn't moved this line. But this
1: smells like the, the whole Ravens-Chiefs game. Yeah, exactly. Because the public thinks the offense would just somehow just put up 50 points and... You got to think about these defenses too man these de- these professional athletes on defense you know they can stop a good offense every once in a while
0: yeah yeah i think it's gonna be a good game everybody's gonna be dialed in but we're both staying away i agree monday nighter las vegas raiders going into la taking on the chargers chargers are three point favorite total for this one's 51 and a half do you have a feel here
1: I love the Chargers here. I'm just not convinced with the Raiders yet. Derek Carr has looked unreal. He's throwing the most passing yards in the league. But I'm just not convinced that the Raiders are this good offensively. And the Chargers are pretty good defensively too. And I just... I'm, I'm in love with their offense, man. I think Justin Herbert is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And Keenan Allen and Mike Williams under Brandon Staley has been unreal. Like Mike Williams' career has been revived under this new coach. So I'm, I'm putting the Chargers at, what is it at right now? Is it minus three? Minus three. three. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I'm surprised it hasn't gone to three and a half. So taking the Chargers at minus three, putting that on my card.
0: Nice. Yeah, I definitely lean Chargers. I think they're the better team. I just, love, like you said, Justin Herbert, I love. I'm just worried that it might be a little bit of a letdown spot coming off a big win against your rival, the Chiefs. It is a division game, though, so it shouldn't be a letdown spot. But I, I'm staying away. I don't really have much on this game. I think it's going to be a good one. But yeah, if you're going Chargers, side with Ziad there. I, I don't have much of a feel. righty, let's recap our, recap our cards for the week. I'm going Washington minus one. Indianapolis plus two and a half. Cleveland minus one and a half. New York Jets plus six. New York Giants plus seven. Kansas City minus seven. And Green Bay minus six and a half.
1: How many was that there?
0: So that would be one, two, three, I have seven plays this week. Seven plays. Yeah, I I like like this week, week. let's go. This
1: week does look, the card does look good this week too. I'm pretty excited about it. All right, to recap my play, so Ziad's picks this week. I got the Rams at minus four, Chargers minus three, Dallas minus five, got the Lions at plus three, and the good old New York Jets, yeah, baby. I we're got that at plus six and a half. So, I'm if it is ha- if it has moved to six, I'll be buying the half point
0: there. All right, cool. All righty, we're riding with the
1: Jets this week. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Anyways, guys, if you could uh hit the subscribe button, that'd be greatly appreciated. Send this to your betting boys group, really would help us out. Give us a follow on Twitter. At Picks Hammerhead and at WarnerBro 24.
1: If you have any questions, send me a DM. I'm very, very to help out. Uh, very happy to help out our listeners. So if you have any questions on tomorrow's picks, we'll have those picks posted on at Picks Hammerhead later today. Have a good one. Enjoy Sunday, everybody.